folks, welcome back to a whole new pod, a podcast all about Disney Channel original movies. I'm Lucas Melby. And I'm Jacob Telejohn. And I'm afraid this week we're hit with sad news, delayed sad news, that uh, in this month, a few weeks ago, actor Rip Torn sadly passed away. You might have known him as that one old guy in Dodgeball. Yeah. Uh, I believe Freddy's dad and Freddy got fingered, as well as other. Uh, and I would like to think of Rip, may he rest in peace, as a fan of the pod and a friend of the pod. And this didn't get passed around because we try to keep it private, private, but one of his dying wishes were for us to continue on our path in reviewing DCOMs, but specifically to review his favorite DCOM, Rip, <laughs> Rip Girls. Oh, no. Ripped. Rip Torn presents Rip Girls, also known as Rest in Peace Girls and Rest in Peace (laughs) Rip Torn. Rip Rest in Peace Torn. (laughs) I told Jacob I had something planned, but just to stick with me. If you can't dodge death, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) So we got there. It was a journey. Just like the journey we took as we watched our movie today, as we just mentioned, Rip Girls, Rest in Peace, Rest in (laughs) Pizza. What do you want on your tombstone? Pepperoni and cheese. We're coming fast and Pile loose driver. already. Uh, so, yeah. Nowhere to go now. <laughs> we just got to go you into You said just the like the trip, blah, blah. Just like, this, just like the, the trip of our main character. Yeah, we took a journey, and the movie Rip Girls starts off with a, a journey. journey. The final leg of a journey, actually, yeah. as after we get the brief title Spoiler. card of Rip Girls, yeah. as we're... Uh, Soothed by some low key, love the music. jaunty, funky kind of islandy guitar riffy music. Rippy music. Riff, yeah, rippy music. Yes, very good. Okay, we gotta stop. Uh, the, no, because <laughs> after having watched Rip Girls, oh, it's not clear why it's called Rip Girls. No, I mean I have a theory. We can get into that later. But something as we were watching the movie, I kept trying to think about and bring up is. Why is it called Rip Girls? Is this what ripping is? Is this what the kids are doing? Ripping some waves? Maybe. So yeah, we get the title card, Rip Girls pops mm-hmm. up. Get that good music. Good music. Setting the tone. On a plane. We got our main character who's doing a narration. Really, we get a narration at the beginning and a narration at the end. So I was pleasantly surprised by that, but coming off of Alley Cat Strike, I was really worried that... The writers of DCOMs had discovered this great crutch they could use of just having weird narration to explain everything. But in this narration, we're seeing Sydney, not in the narration. It's it's not a freeze frame as opposed to... So Sydney is in a plane that is descending into Hawaii, landing on one of the islands. And the narration is talking about how she grew up on Hawaii, apparently, but she hasn't been back for a while she doesn't remember anything and it must have to do with something that happened with mom yeah you'd think so we're already setting up some tragic backstory for our character yes and sydney looks over at her dad and who will soon learn is her stepmom elizabeth who are on the plane as well but they're not sitting by her they're sitting in two seats and there's a third seat by her dad That he just has like his bags in, and Sydney's just sitting by herself somewhere, and I just thought that was really strange. That... Just, just for range of motion for all of her picture taking, she's yes, she's doing. This was this is a pre two thousand one pre nine eleven movie where you could just bust out your camera and electronics and take pictures on the plane yeah. as much as you wanted. The I guess maybe it's a small detail that she's not sitting by her parents to indicate that she's kind of distant from them. And she's having some issues. Ooh. That's just the the deep cerebral nature no, of what you're Rip Girls. You're, you're ripping that out from the movie? Uh, right out of it. We get to the destination that they were flying to Hawaii for, which is a, a big house, which is also a yes. plantation. So it's a house and farm area that's tied to a great deal of land. And as they're pulling up, the family we see is getting spied on by somebody with a pair of binoculars. Binoculars. You don't really get to see that person. It's literally just binoculars and, and some hands. I was trying to say, you know, are, are these man hands? Or are these? It's a, it's a mystery that continues yeah. throughout the rest of the movie. And throughout the rest of our lives. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later. 
But so Sydney is all about her camera. So she gets to this nice yeah. house. But the first thing she wants to explore is the scenery, the location, checking out the island of Hawaii. We get a little bit of a stylistic flourish with there's camera shutter, you know, the shutter sound of a camera to cut to different scenery as yeah. she's going around taking pictures. Yeah. And it's definitely, you're getting a vibe that she is a voyeur in her life. She's voyeuristic. She experiences life behind the lens because we see her looking at some surfers and yeah. she's just taking pictures for, of them, but she's living a very passive life. Yes. <laughs> it's deep. You know, there are some deep uh, aspects to this movie that actually are written fairly well. But after choosing to walk around instead of exploring the house first, then she goes in to explore the house. She encounters a cat. In not Spooky cat. Yeah, it's an almost jump scare, but it's pretty tame. We'll see the cat a little bit later. Which she ends up following because it runs away. Yeah. And this, this cat eventually leads her to another building. Yeah, as I said, we'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, but then her parents come in, and I don't know where her parents were because I just figured they were in the house. But then they come into the house, Getting and the then legs. we're greeted by... Their attorney, who I don't know if we actually ever learn his name, mm. but the attorney, I don't know how Hawaiians normally dress, but I feel like they're really pushing a heavy Hawaiian stereotype with this guy because he's coming and he's got a Hawaiian shirt on. Sandals. He maybe is wearing lays or a set oh, of lays, lay. but he gives uh, Sydney and he did not say the classic joke of you just got laid oh, wow. because he's a professional. <laughs> and uh, she's 13. But he's talking to them, and it's kind of interesting in a decom way that Sydney's kind of looking around the house as the attorney's talking to the parents. So the details that are very important to the thrust of the plot as this movie will go along are very yeah. much in the background and almost inaudible at times. So we hear something about like, oh, two weeks. So some kind of, we got to have a, a deadline, some kind of ticking clock in our decom. So two weeks is how long they're there to be able to sell the plantation or something. Yeah, that's what I get out of it. Something along those lines, because Sydney, I don't even know if we get this right now either, but eventually we'll learn that Sydney inherited this plantation from her aunt. So her mom's yes. sister, her deceased mom's sister. Correct. Which... We, we don't know how the aunt died, because she it, wouldn't have been that. But this is a, a very relevant plot. It's something everybody can... Feel, you know, I've inherited plantations in Hawaii yeah. before. It's very relatable for the average decom viewer. Absolutely. It doesn't get into a you lucky dog territory completely. There are some aspects that remind me of you I lucky didn't even dog. I think about that connection. But, That's very true. But as the attorney is talking to the parents, Sydney is exploring the house still and she finds a picture in a cupboard of a hot surfer lady wow. who turns out to be her mom. She's 16, though. She was probably in her. She was of legal age. I'm sure in this photo, she looked like an older. An old. She she, she didn't look like she's 13. She didn't look like a Sydney. Okay, You're burying us further there. What do you want on your tombstone, Jacob? Uh, so uh, she thinks, oh, could this be my mom? Because I guess through this we learned that she never knew what her mom looked like. Her dad she, didn't keep any pictures of her, and when her mom would have died, she was too young to two, two, remember. Two. She was two years too young. Yeah, I think two years. it's established that she too was young. two. Yeah. So she brings the picture to her dad, and he's like, <gasps> he's very deadly serious. He's taken it back. He's like, yes, that's your mother. I haven't seen that photo in 30 years. Can I, can I borrow that? Oh. Sorry, Elizabeth. Look away. <laughs> but no, she keeps it. She puts it in like her bedroom on her mirror on her vanity. Uh, yeah. to look at and do other things with later. Wow. So next day is, do you want to explain, Jacob? Because you were so excited to talk about where the cat leads Okay, her. so this cat that I had mentioned earlier, I kind of... It's a I, black cat, like I, Salem. I, I, yes, I skipped like five, ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> but but the cat leads her to, like, you know, when we were, we were seeing, watching the movie, to the next plot point, the next, the, the next big thing, um, to the barn, the abandoned barn. Which clearly hadn't been used in a long time. It's so, not even so much a barn. It's like a shack. And it's just filled with a bunch of random shit. It, yeah, it has There's like an horse, owl in there. Horse saddles. Um, horse helmets. 
But anyways, um, she's following this cat around. It's meowing. It's knocking stuff over. The owls who, when we're getting close-ups of the owl. It's a weird, almost magical sequence of the cat seeming, you know, very directly leading her to something. But, yes. you know, it's not a Halloween town or anything. It's just a normal cat. And I, I don't know if the board... Spoiler, spoiler, I don't know if the board got knocked down from the cat. Yeah, which it's, is why she I don't remember either, but as there's, she's looking There's like for a loud noise, and then she looks up, and then there's this surfboard up yeah. against the wall. So as she's looking for the cat, she finds a surfboard. The surfboard will turn out to be an old surfboard, at least, yeah. you know, 11 or so years old. Ooh. But it seems in very clean condition. It's pretty sparkly new looking in this yeah. shack full of a bunch of rundown shit. Yeah. So ignore that. That's not important. As she's leaving, she just is carrying this. I don't, no, I don't remember. Yeah, she was carrying the surfboard. She carried the surfboard out, and she's walking down the the path that she'd walked up to the barn when someone comes out of nowhere on a bike and near like she crashes, and uh, we soon find out that this girl's name is Gia because they introduce one another. Mm-hmm. So Gia's talking about surfing because she sees that she has the board and she's like, oh, do you surf? I don't think Sydney really says, like, I do. She just kind of is like, yeah. You know, you know how it is. Or yeah, something. she's just kind of. She's you know, asking her, like, how does the board ride, I think, or yeah. something. You know, you know. How. Very, like, vague. Yeah. Was, kind yeah. of how I would deal in a situation where I was confronted with somebody awkwardly like that. And she shows Gia some of her pictures on her computer and Gia's like, Oh, have you ever, like, tried to get down in the action? And Sydney's like, oh, I, I don't know. But it's going to happen because that night, weirdly over a game of chess, uh, Sydney and her dad are playing chess. Yes. And her dad's like, oh, maybe we'll go on a hike to this valley or something. And Gia, not Gia, Sydney says, hey, maybe uh, I could just go to the beach. Beach, and Elizabeth beach, being uh, Elizabeth trying to be the best stepmom she could be. Oh, that's a great idea. We could pack a picnic lunch. And she's like, bitch, you ain't my real mom. I was saying I'm going to go to the beach alone. Damn. And then her dad is like, oh, I'm not having any of that. You know about riptides, undertoes. Rip and, girls. And I think that's actually. That makes sense. That is the etymology of rip girls rip is riptide. Rip that's the only thing that makes sense. Wow. Yeah. Came there you go. Yeah, All right, pack it up. That's been an that's episode. That's a wrap. That was Ripper. Shortest episode ever. Uh, so Elizabeth, still trying to be a good stepmom's like, oh, yeah, sure, she can go by herself. And the dad reluctantly allows her. Because he knows. Yeah. He knows. So the next day, the parents meet with some realtors. Yes. Which is like, they were just going to go on a hike. Why was he making these promises when I guess he had to meet with realtors the next day? I don't know what the dad was doing there. I don't know. Whatever the case may be. Sydney goes off to the beach on her own. Yes. At the beach. And it, to be clear, she does not tell her parents she's going to surf. She just no, is going to go to the beach and take pictures or something. Well, I, I thought she did, had mentioned... Hadn't she mentioned G at this point or not yet? Yeah, I think she had told them about G. No, that's why she was going to She was going to go meet up with, with yeah. her island yeah. friend. Oh, Hannah. So at the beach, we immediately get some ska music. This is the era. This is the time. I, uh... I, every single decom that we get that has ska, I just assume has to be the last one that will have ska, but we keep getting more, and I'm all for it. <laughs> and I want to say that this might have been, based on my memory, the best ska song in any of these movies so far. So Might have to run that back. Yeah, I'll I'll record it off of my computer. So Sydney meets up with Gia and her friends who aren't important. The one friend who is is Kona, who yes. will come out right away. And you probably could guess, even if you haven't watched along with the movies as you've listened to the podcast, you can tell where this is going to go. The single important boy character who is also a skateboarder who has an arm and a cast. Yes, he is going to be the love interest. And that becomes clear very quickly yes so as somebody with a broken arm and a cast he can't surf right now and that's totally harshing his vibe and he's just observing with sydney kind of explaining what's going on and by that i mean using really dumb slang that i wrote down this exchange because i thought it was really funny so kona goes she's going off and sydney says that's good right and he says that's hot! <laughs> so, not super clear, probably to Sydney, what he thinks is going on. But So, Sydney 
speaking of hot, immediately oh. has the hots for Kona. Yeah. Starts taking his picture yes. kind of surreptitiously and he's and like, What's then, going on? Yeah, he notices what she's doing and he mentions oh she and then she stops because he's noticed and then he says, Oh, what what did I break your lens or would your lens break? Yeah, or, or it stopped working. Stop working. Yeah. Because I'm so hot. Yeah. Well, because she stopped taking the photos. Yeah. And she's like, Because oh. that's all she does in the whole movie. She just whispers. It's just a... Jacob mentioned that. It, to be fair, she maybe could speak up louder with some of her line deliveries. Because mm. sometimes it's maybe a little hard to hear what she's saying. But she's purposefully soft-spoken to, again, hit home her, you know, standing back, experiencing life passively Through behind the, the lens of the camera. Yeah. That sort of thing. And I this, this might have been... The beach scene that we see the binos again. The binos? Oh no, Those, not not the next yet. Next one. Okay. Yeah, I think I'll have that marked down. So I'd say in the the pantheon of love interests, of at least as far as boys we've had in DCOM so far, Kona's okay. Definitely the cutest. He's not as like boring as I don't even remember the kid's name in Xenon, who like was hardly a thing. He has some weird quirks about him. We'll get to one in a short little while. I don't even really remember there being a boy in Xena. That's exactly what I'm I talking remember, about. I remember the main dancer, dude. No, it's not a... I don't even, oh, Protozoa. Yeah, there you go. say zoom, Amoeba zoom. or something. All right. Xenon 2, the sequel. When's that coming? Oh, soon. Uh, so after she stops taking his picture and he's kind of, I don't know, flirting with her or whatever, he's like, well, hey, yeah. why don't you get out there and surf? And she's like, oh, no, I can't. But Gia... And company quickly come up, talk her into surfing, teach her the basics. Well, I mean, still at this point, everybody thinks that she can surf. And he's like kind of digging into her like, oh, you know, like, oh, why not? Whatever, you know. Oh, maybe have you never surfed before? Have you never done this? And she's like, no, I've never Which is something that comes up. Like, how could you never have surfed? Something that comes up later on in the movie is somebody accuses her of lying about her surfing ability. But it's very clear that she is taught how to surf by this person, which happens right here, that she's being taught how to surf. So it's, she wasn't lying about her surfing ability. It was very clear that she didn't know how to surf. And hmm. she progressed very quickly through the class. She gets the most basic of basics and then is out hitting the waves. Yes. In uh, true Johnny Tsunami fashion. This Johnny. is what I wanted Johnny Tsunami to be. Not that. I wanted Johnny Tsunami to be a girl. That's a that's neither here nor there. Yikes. I wanted Johnny Tsunami to be about a fucking you know surfing in Hawaii, and I feel like maybe somebody at Disney realized, hey, you know what? Let's go to Hawaii again, and they'll think that again with Johnny Tsunami too, because they're like, hey, maybe let's go to Hawaii again. So they get out there, they're hitting the waves, bruh, and it's you know she's doing all right. She's a seems to be a very quick learner, and unlike yeah. Johnny Tsunami. It does seem like most of the kids in this movie are doing their own surfing. It's not always as over-the-top radical as what is shown in Cutaways and Johnny Tsunami. But even the main girl, Sydney, is doing her own stunts, so to speak, it seems. Gia, at some point, throws out some dumb mantra of, You gotta surf for yourself. It's not about (laughs) impressing other people. And I just wrote, I roll. Vomits. Pukes. The the themes and messages of this movie quickly start to pile up. There's and a lot. Like not said, all of them going on. get paid off completely. No. This is... Overall, I like this movie and thinks it, you know, went in some kind of fun directions. But some stuff does not pay off. And actually, a lot of stuff does not pay off. A lot of stuff off. we ended up having to look into ourselves. So this is where... You might have been right, actually. This is where the yeah, binocular I've, spy is back. I have stalked by Guy and Binoculars. So I, I must have thought the the. I think this time it showed a little bit more of them, and they were like wearing like a, a fisherman hat, which you know I guess a girl or a boy could wear that, but it seemed likely that it was a guy. So yeah. who is it? We'll wait, find wait, out. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so Sydney lets drop in some con- conversation about, oh, I'm not so good, and Gia's like, you got time? Well, I only got two weeks. Two weeks. And that's because two weeks. They're going to sell the plantation. Says, what? You're not staying at the house? Well, uh, my dad's an English professor. And then my stepmom, she says, I thought she was going to say, my stepmom's a bitch, so we can't <laughs> live in Hawaii. But she says, oh, I don't know. She's like a, I can't remember if she's like a florist or something. I, I don't know. I was too busy laughing at my own jokes. <laughs> oh. 
So Sydney goes to an appointment her parents have with the attorney and the realtors that were shown briefly earlier. The realtors are setting up a deal to sell the property to a company who's going to make a big resort area there. And this is where I was starting to get some you lucky dog vibes. I was wondering if it, the realtors were going to become a bigger role and sneaking around on the property trying to scare them into selling or something, which I'm glad they didn't because I kind of hate that sort of hokey shit. So, yeah. But we see that Sydney's not on board because they say, oh, we're just going to knock down the buildings. And she's like, but they're historic. historic. And then the guy chimes in the Hawaiian shirt, dude. Well, yeah, they've been around since 1912. And this is where I was really starting to think, like, there's too many themes going on. With this land deal, we're both dealing with maybe... The daughter, or the mother dying. Yeah, the so mother dying and discovering stuff with that. Kind of discovering the, yourself with not getting out from behind the camera, experiencing yeah. life on your own. The resort. Yeah, the resort, resort, which both deals with maybe ecological, you know, loss of forests and stuff. Feelings and also, for a guy. Feelings for the guy and with the land deal also destruction of like traditional Hawaiian places and like culture in a way. Yeah. Feelings for the guy and throw in a little bit about like surfing for yourself. <laughs> and yeah. there might even be like one or two with and like we the were dad only, we later. Were only, like we were forty five minutes I think in at this point. About I think it was even a little less than that. Oh my. So there's a lot going on in this movie. And those are all... The mysterious binoculars yes. person. You know, that's another little hidden little tip. But all those Donna. themes are something interesting. Like, I think yeah. the character of Sydney is actually kind of unique. This could have been a four or five hour for movie. For a DCOM. But just pare down, do like three of them. Like, do yeah. uh, Hawaiian culture, do Sydney. Yeah, do... Actually, yeah. yeah. Cut yeah. out probably the Sydney stuff, like, even though that's interesting. But it's like, do Hawaiian culture... Do discovering about your mom who died. Yeah. That's it. This is yeah. a 90-minute made-for-TV movie. You gotta have And you the were guy, shoving though. so much love. into it. Guy feelings. Well, that's, yeah, that's that's a very minor yeah. part in Un- all undertone. of this. Correct. With that being said, Sydney goes out for another surfing outing. Yes. She's with Gia, and she's doing a lot better. And she's, after they're back on the beach, she asks Gia about Kona. She's like, hey, are you in... Kona, and then Gia just goes, We're tight! 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 Are we tight? Yeah! He's like my best friend! And then it comes out that, like, oh, do you like Kona? And Sydney's like, Meh. And part of what is like, yeah, he's great. He's a great listener. He's a cartoonist, which is the one interesting quirk about him. Completely out of left he's, field. He skateboards, he's got a broken arm, and he can draw caricatures. Yeah. So we'll see some of the... the Six. Fruits of his labor yeah. later on. Jacob, I think, thought they looked better than I did, but I thought his he could have been were... He could have been working at Valley Fair doing those. Yeah, that's fair. Well, he could be working on a beach in Hawaii doing them for tourists, yeah. too. So they go out one more time. Sydney is like, oh, I don't want to. But G is like, nah, let's hit these waves. They go out. Sydney gets pulled under, presumably by a riptide, a.k.a. Yes. a rip girl. This is the rip girl moment right here. Wow. Uh, she gets pulled under. I guess she hits her head at some point because she has a cut Knocked later. Oh. But she gets saved by Kona, who just goes out into the sea, fully clothed. Yeah. Jacob really wanted him to take his shirt well, off. Well, I thought it'd be easier to <laughs> swim. He just jumps in with like this really baggy like Hawaiian shirt on and had like... Probably his shoes. Maybe he took his shoes off. I don't know. Didn't I mean he couldn't take his cast off? Though. No, he had he had the the cast. So he's swimming. I was joking that it'd be really funny that as he's trying to save Sydney, he just like whacks her in the head with <laughs> a cast, and that's that's what gave her the cut actually. Oh. Uh, so Gia gets her out on shore, and they take her to Gia's mom. Yes, who I like to refer to as Gma, Gma. at Gma. times, though she does have a name of her own that we'll learn shortly. Sydney wakes up and she's amongst all of this traditional Hawaiian decorations. We got kind of tiki stuff. I don't know if that's the right term, but just the aesthetic of Hawaiian culture. And that, I guess, will become important to her because technically she is at least half Hawaiian. Yeah. She's talking to Jima, Gia's mom. Uh, and she's like, you look just like her. And Sydney's like, what? who? Oh, why? And Turns out that she's talking about Sydney's mom and that the board Sydney has, it was also her mom's. Yes. And it's broken, but Gia's mom says she can fix it. So we get to hear a little bit about 
Uh, Sydney's mom here, and on we didn't mention this earlier, but on Sydney's board she has it says I think something along the lines of Nani Luha or Loha. Her mother's nickname. Yeah, it's her nickname. I don't think they translate what it means. Kind of a long fucking nickname though, Nani Loha. That's four (laughs) syllables. Nani. Yeah, Nani. (laughs) Nani. So Jima, who is named Malia, or. Sometimes, actually, no, I think they just call her Malia. I think one time it sounded like they called her Leah, but I think I dismissed the Ma part. This I, is, I, I heard this Gia's is Gia's Gia. Ma, Leah. <laughs> <laughs> These jokes would go on all day. So to help her discover some of her, her Hawaiian roots, Malia takes Sydney on a long excursion, partially on ATV. With helmets. They have helmets on for safety. And then it's a hike, and it looks very much... Like a scene from Lost, because Lost was also filmed in Hawaii, so that was what... Filmed on set. Yeah, filmed on... Same with on Jurassic location. Park. Jurassic Park was also filmed in Hawaii. Wow. So scenery seems uh, familiar. familiar. Yeah. Nostalgic for better things wow. than <laughs> Rip Girls. Uh, but they look out at this beach area that I guess was a place where Sydney's family had traditionally held some ceremonies that dealt with whales or something. Well, we're going to see what one of those looks like in oh, a little while. Boy. She gets brought home pretty, it's like dark, so it's close to no. night, so she's been gone most of the whole day. Her dad is out looking for her, but Elizabeth, stepmom Elizabeth is there. Dad gets home and comes in to see her, and she's like, oh, how did you get her? And Sydney's like, well, I'll tell you the truth. And she says, and this was, I thought, something surprising for DCOM. She doesn't lie, and she brings up actually like, a good understanding of like who she is as a person where she's like, well, you've, I wanted to be more active to like get out there and like try things and not uh. be like standing back. So that's what I did. And I surfed and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> because I brought back some Vietnam flashbacks. Why would you do this to me? It's like the, the town in Footloose that does. There was one rule in this house and it was no surfing. No. So he tells her, go to your room. But to get there, she's literally dragged by Elizabeth. Like, she's resisting, but she's getting dragged away. She's like, peaked, yeah. And as she's getting taken away, Malia is talking to Sydney's dad. Yes. And it turns out they know each other, which makes sense yeah, since she knew Sydney's mom. And they're yeah. just arguing. And Sydney's overhearing what they're arguing about. And it's, you know mom and hawaii she's gotta shit. know what her mother did yeah she's gotta know her mother's history you know which... typical stuff mom and hawaii shit yeah so sydney's in her room and malia goes home elizabeth starts to talk to dad who i think i don't even remember i think his name's ben she starts to like kind of push back not physically verbally to be like hey what's going on like you've been acting weird you got to get over this shit you got to get over her there's like this whole this whole thing about the father like we're just I had mentioned it during the movie where it just seems like the movies and like the actions and like how it's affecting Sydney, they're all just from the father's emotions. They're, Everybody's got daddy problems. Driving the movie. Yeah, it's but it's driving the movie as and far he's as such like a he's such like a minor character. We can't even we don't even know his name. <laughs> yeah, we had to think about it. He drives the character, but it's in his past actions yeah. that we didn't see. But yeah. then there's stuff in the movie, especially one scene later on that is Supposed to be this very emotional moment, but we've like hardly seen him in this movie, and it right. doesn't feel that earned. No. Uh, one thing Elizabeth says is she can't fight a ghost, which I ain't afraid of no ghost. <laughs> Who are you gonna call Elizabeth? Elizabeth. But no, she can't fight a ghost. Of course, she's talking about Sydney's mom, and again, how the dad needs to get over her. Yeah. Because, you know, it's been 10 years. You can get over your dead wife. I mean, come on. Wow. We've all been there. We've all had a been wife who died in a surfing that. accident. We married. That's, well, you did. know, that's usually he somebody's, did. like, third marriage, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, the next day, Sydney tells Gia that she can't surf anymore because of her dad, really. And yeah. then asks if... Uh, Gia asks if it's based on her mom's accident. And Sydney's like, what? And it's like... It's pretty clear that her mom was in an accident related yeah. to surfing already. But Sydney's, oh, what? Do you know about it? This is like an hour in. And I mean, we already, we've already, we know that it's her mother's board, don't we? By this point? Yeah. Yeah, we know that. We know 
her mother died when she was extremely young. On they had the movie from the island. Yeah. So like we we already and we knew her this. Her dad like, hates surfing. We knew this like five ten minutes into the movie, and she's finding and out. Sydney seems generally like a pretty smart girl, so I think she should have been able to like you know piece it all together. Come on. I I, I think she realized it was an accident surfing, but she wants to know what happened. But it's like only so much can happen in surfing, unless you, it's in a movie. But even this movie is not head, like you get pulled under. She didn't get drowned. eaten by a shark or anything. No. There was no p- part of the board missing. They re- they recovered the board. Yeah, the board was in great shape. Thought it was fine to put in the put in the bar the shed for the magical encounter with the cat. <laughs> Eleven years later, and then she uses her mother's board and almost gets killed herself on it. So Sydney uh, meets up with Kona to tell him yeah. thanks for saving her. And at this yeah. point, both me and Jacob noticed that his voice, just for a couple of lines, changed it to be very. Weird husky and sexy yeah where he's like because he, he's, he's skateboarding and she's approaching him from behind and and then he notices her he gets so it off could be and, that he's out of breath but it's a little more than just yeah, that. yeah it wasn't like it was like hey and, uh, she's like oh thanks for saving me and he's like uh i didn't think it was anything <laughs> and i would describe his voice in these moments as the the audible the audio version of like somebody flipping their hair backwards like he yeah. is embodying yeah. that in this moment completely as the hair flip so he shows her one of his cartoons he did of her which yeah. we already said is a caricature and it looks kind of like her i guess and she had a really great line delivery where she goes it's great great i love it i love it <laughs> I, I didn't write that one down but i do remember that but was, the, i might have added one. a couple you know a second or two onto uh, that pause but it's a very noticeable pause and we were what, what was the reference you made there the uh, the vine oh, or the youtube video of the gee, kid an avocado yeah an avocado thanks thanks so i love it yeah, and this very is very much this like is the character sure that we've we've alluded to and i can relate to that because i hate opening presents in front of other people i get excited but i don't get audibly yeah, like, wow. excited. like uh, so who, and it just seems so hokey not like i i in the movie i think she was supposed to like wow i really love this this is awesome but it just came off as like a uh yeah i mean personally i don't know the last time I got excited to the point that I was audibly, (laughs) verbally, outwardly excited. I yeah. I hardly get excited about anything. I go to wrestling events. Me <laughs> me and Jacob and our friends are big fans of pro wrestling. We go to events. And I feel like awkward yelling and cheering. It's like that's what I'm supposed to be doing. But I'm like, no, this not I gotta, really. I gotta dial it, it back. It's, it's, you, know? you know, yeah, it's. Uh, I get excited about stuff, but you know, when I open a Christmas present, it's like, oh, this is cool. Awesome. Thank you for getting this thing that I knew I would like because I put it on my list. <laughs> so it's like it's a minor surprise, but I'm not gonna be like. I'm not going to be Nintendo 64. We're just going to be mentioning YouTube videos all day long. And none of them will actually be the one I put at the end of the episode. (laughs) Stay tuned. So I always listen to that too. Some of you may not have caught on after the closing song. There's always a little uh, sound bit that Lucas will will throw in there. It's for the true fans. So if you haven't heard them, go back and re-listen to all. (laughs) Yeah, re-download them. And you know, fifteen episodes, whatever. We're at. Take your family's phones, your family's devices. Just yeah. download every single episode Have on all of them. Your mom listen, your dad listen, your brother, your sister, your significant other. Yeah, uh, go on your like work computer. <laughs> type in some kind of virus that hacks all of the computers to all download or, or, or the. Or if you're at school, just like that one Gandalf meme, you can play our podcast through every computer. That Gandalf, where he's like. Like bobbing his head, and he's like, "This is like too fun, too deep and dank of a meme that I don't know." Fun jazz music to Gandalf. It really helps us get up in the charts. Yes. All, yeah. hacking computers really helps us get up in the Post charts. Post it on the four chan and okay. no, please don't. I don't want to incur the wrath of those guys. Okay, where I don't even know where the fuck I am right now. All right, yes. After the the cartoon reaction, so that yes. night, Gia and Kona get uh sydney from her room and the way they get her attention is they throw rocks at the rocks window at her. which is what you do and we didn't know it was gonna be both of them so when we saw them together it was we thought it was maybe like i thought it was gonna be kona that would make the most sense but what makes less sense is they were throwing rocks at her window she opens the window it's on the ground floor <laughs> they could just go <laughs> up and on. knock on the window yeah. it's like it's the movie thing you have to throw rocks at the window 
But it made no sense. They were like hiding. They're like hiding too. They weren't. Yeah, like... it was. Yeah, it was weird. So <laughs> they get her. She changes at some point, and they take her to a party. It seems to be the the luau, the party luau. that uh, Malia was telling about the whales that her family used to put on. It's a fun time. They're Big dancing. Party. They're eating stuff. Who are the dancers? Good food. But we get some romantic shit where Sydney and Kona are listening to some hawaiian elder telling a story, yeah, story. that's it's mildly romantic and kona's describing it in whispering details it's probably at least like a minute to yeah minute and a half long it's, it's uncomfortably where he's uncomfortably doing his yeah he's like, long where he's, oh and then uh she like fell in love with uh the surfer I mean, uh, and then and, and, whatever well, it ends, they kiss. That's the that's yeah, the important the, thing. The lady, the lady finishes her story, and and then Sydney's like, "Well, is there anything else to it?" And then he says something, and then they look and they kiss, and then uh, immediately yeah. after, yeah. we get somebody running in, going, "They're here! <laughs> They're here!" And I'm so used to anybody at a party Who's doing here? that that it's like, "Fucking police! Get out of here! <laughs> Break it up!" But no. It's, it's the whale. It's the main event. The re- the reason for the party. They, like they knew, they knew this party was for them, even though it was just one, one yeah. whale. Yep. So we get a classic decom CG effects of a great it. whale, big terrible whale. whale. So this movie came this, out in two thousand. As big. The as thing as I second. think about with whales and Disney is Fantasia two thousand that had a sequence with whales in it, which were cartoon whales. I would say those whales look more realistic than this Damn, whale. I don't know if that splash. asset existed for decoms to use, but they should have just taken one of those whales from that movie and stuck it at the water <laughs> here. The first time we see the whale, it looks bad. The second time we see the <laughs> it whale, really it bad. looks even worse. It's a big whale. It's like a it's like the dinosaur from jurassic world like in that aquarium that it's a big whale big splash yeah the way they insert it it's like a mile away but it looks like yeah the way they insert it into the the waves and this the perspective it creates it makes it look ginormous (laughs) it was not a very well done effect and it's a big the asset itself is very pixelated and it just doesn't look good correct so as this is happening sydney is standing next to malia and malia talks about some bullshit which is another kind of like throwaway theme about like Circle of life, we're all connected, the whales, eh, blah, 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 fucking whatever. Then Sydney asks her to finally tell her about her mom's accident. And literally the first thing that Malia says is the waves were awesome. It's like, that's usually how you should start off uh, sad stories. Like, the waves were so fucking awesome, Woo! man. Fucking tubular. Gnarly. Oh, they Gnarly were crunchy bro. waves, brah. Brah. Not enough bras in this movie, actually. No, there really wasn't much. I think I heard one or two. I don't know if I remember hearing any, but there there wasn't much surfer slang. And that's what I, there was the point when Kona was describing to Sydney what was going on, and I thought we were going to get as the movie went along explanations of surfer slang, and I was really disappointed we didn't get that. Sad. So beyond that, the waves were awesome. The accident we already kind of alluded to. It was a pretty basic surfing accident. She fell off of her board. She got pulled under. Probably hit her head or something. Yeah. I don't know if they say she drowned or they don't even really talk about the funeral. But, like, that's how it was. And her dad, Sydney's dad, like, took her away immediately. And Malia, it's so stupid. She's like, I think he blamed the island. Blamed the, the ocean. Island. Yeah. I'm like, fuck off. Yeah. Like, that is so stupid. And Sydney, I'm happy that Sydney is mad about this because her mom was being a bad mom. She was being irresponsible. Reckless. You know, it sounds... I mean, surfing generally maybe a safer activity, but I don't know how awesome these waves were. But maybe when you got a kid at home, you'd be a little bit safer. Yeah. So Sydney's mad at her, but she's also mad at her dad because, like, her dad never told her. So she's as mad at fucking everything. But not the island of Hawaii. Wouldn't you wonder the last... 12 years of your life, 11 years of your life, what happened to your mother, though? Why hasn't she addressed this before? Well, I'm sure she's asked her dad about it before, she but just he just died. doesn't tell her. Old age. You know, that's what movie parents do. Your mother was 75. You know, or you just do, like, Star Wars. And she, cause they, she, Obi-Wan knows what happened to Luke Skywalker's father, but that just doesn't tell him. Because she had never even seen a picture of her mother. And yeah, until they got there. So how did she know that picture was her mother? Because she had it. She felt it in her heart. Yeah. Ohana. I think she, I think that's what she says. Though I just felt it. 
So she comes home. She's mad at mom for being irresponsible. She's mad at dad for not telling her about it. And she goes in and rips up her picture of her mom. Rip girls. Yeah, that, that's actually the rip there. We got it. We got it. Solved the right episode over. <laughs> the mystery is finished. Dad is he has a heart to heart with Elizabeth, which this is the one where it's just like he's hardly been in this movie. And usually when he is, he's just typical mean dad being like, don't surf. We're selling this for lots of money. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I'm, I should have been there. That's why I'm so sad is I should have been there when she was like drowning or whatever. I never thought I'd love again, but now I do. And I just feel guilty. And it's just like, fuck off. Like, this is so trite and also just, he's not the main character. We can only have so many emotionally resonant moments. So this was one of them. And then Sydney and dad have the decom parent moment. Yes. But this is mostly just kind of more typical stuff where she's like, tell me about mom. So he's like, well, yeah, your mom was hot. She said, <laughs> you saw the picture, didn't you, Sydney? But despite what I've said about the dad, he does offer a, a okay character analysis of himself where he says, I've been running away ever since that day happened. Yeah, I was running from trying the to escape. And I'm just trying the to sell island. this property so I can just get out of here and never need to look back. But this is about you, Sydney. It's your decision. And Sydney actually said, but I'm just a kid. I'm like, yeah, she's just a kid. She doesn't know what she's doing. She's not going to sell this shit, but she definitely should. Which is which is something I, I, I think even at this point, I forgot about like the, like I said, there's just so much going on in the movie that you can't even forget. You forgot the, about the reason why they were there. Yeah, you, you forget why that they're selling this this whole area. It's, I don't know. Like, so it's kind and of she like says, all, what about the money? It's a lot of money. And the dad's like, yeah, it is a fucking lot of money. <laughs> but hey, it's still your <laughs> Enough decision. Enough for your new Ivy League college. Yeah. You picked it out yet, Sydney? That's what I'm saying. It's like Hawaii. Spoiler alert. They eventually end up living in Hawaii. But Hawaii is extremely expensive to live at. Yeah. Everything's important. People love nope. to go there for tourism. So they would have made so much fucking money selling it to this resort company. Yeah. Which, I, you know... I hate capitalism, but I I hate. If I was in the situation of Sydney, Money. I would I was taking the deal. Life. She could have had like a suite all to herself. Yeah, she could have it all figured out. They could have had free room, free living for the rest of their lives. The next day, Sydney meets up with Gia's friends, and not Gia. Gia is not around, and all of them are just being huge dicks to her. They're blowing her off. They're like, "We don't want to fucking deal with you," and she's like, "Why?" And they show her a newspaper. Because kids love reading the newspaper. Uh, They're always looking at what's on they, the front yeah, page. Yeah, that was... I, know, I, I don't know why they had a paper. But on the front page, it says the you know the plantation is being turned into this big resort. The the four that she's that she's meeting up with, they're not even characters. We we like Lucas had said, we maybe knew like two of their names. We didn't know the other. They're just like the irrelevant. Yeah. Four of the six. So we don't even feel that bad that they're being dicks to her. It's like they're not we even. Have, we have no connection to these yeah. four people. Who cares? It's not like in other. You know, it's not like in Brink when his gang turns on him because he's yeah. sold out. And where we know the characters, we Gabriella. Gabby. Uh, so. She's trying to find Gia, so she runs off to Gia's house, but she's not there, but she finds Kona working on her board, which he's drawn the cartoon on. And he's, like, hiding it, though. Yeah, it's because it looks terrible. And, well, <laughs> and then she rips it off, and she's like, wow, this is like the character. Well, she didn't say it, but it was the character. She just turned into the girl from the color, wow. the, the color friendship. <laughs> oh, oi, here's the oh. look really good. <laughs> It, it was it was a caricature on the board now that he had drawn earlier in the movie. So, so she meets up with Gia on the beach. Was it on her board too? He's how did he get her board? Because he he he's, stole it. He's Kona, bra. He stuck it. Stuck oh no, because Gia's mom was fixing it for her. Oh, that's so. This right. was at Gia's yeah. house. Yeah, which yeah, we don't know where Kona lives. He just seems to kind of live with Gia's family <laughs> in the the open shack. Yeah, in the middle. And of the Gia woods. Gia's mom. They want the money. Yeah. Gia's mom is, we only see Gia's mom in this next scene where Sydney meets up with her on the beach. Gia does talk about her dad and it's some, like, he's never around. He, he's supposed to call when he's on business trips, oh, but he yeah, doesn't. He and it's just calls. like weird throwaway, like, we're trying to make us care more about Gia 
They don't need any. We don't need. It's like we don't need her daddy was. issues. I'm like no. just like leave it alone. Stop. We've had plenty of other decals where there's only been one parent involved. So yeah, yeah we didn't need that. Get over yourself, Gia. <laughs> You're Unnecessary. fine. Unnecessary. So this is where we get Gia saying that I don't want you to sell because it'll change and things won't be the same. And I said to Jacob. Literally, the decom before this, one of the messages was that change is okay. And now we get this one where it's like, change is not okay. And sure, you know, it's a bit more change than making popular kids come to the bowling alley. But, like, get over yourself, Gia. And this is where Sydney has kind of an epiphany that I wish they kind of cut this together more like the end of The Usual Suspects where we just get, like, flashbacks because she says did you just become friends with me because of the inheritance so be like she bumps into her on the bike and you see like gia starting further behind us waiting for her to come that would have been great yes she and as sydney comes to realization she like drops the surfboard and like crashes on the ground that would have been funny so yeah gia says that yeah you know we started out this way and eventually we became friends but it didn't start out that way and then is it later on that maybe she asks because of the mother? Because I think it's very clear that the mom Gma is the one that put put her up, put her it. and the other kids up to it. Yeah, some sketchy shit. And that made me think. It's like eventually they try to make us feel bad for Gia, but if they wanted to tell this exact same story, what they should have done is the more typical thing is to like put it from the perspective of Gia, where then we know going in. That's usually how these things go is we know the side is like, oh, I'm just becoming friends with you because I have to. But then I actually become friends with you. But when we see it from Sydney's perspective, it's like this is some of this is the coldest shit that has happened in a decom. Like Gia is a straight up mean person. It's like a a bombshell. It's it's nothing that we we were made aware of up until like. No, it didn't cross my mind as a possibility. And when it did, I'm like, fuck yeah, rip girl. (laughs) Ripping out her heart. Fuck it up, girl. Yeah, (laughs) rip it up. (laughs) Oh, boy. So then Gia tries to say, well, you lied about surfing. And I just wanted Sydney to be like, "Uh, that is not the same (laughs) at all. And as I mentioned earlier. Everything these last two weeks have been nothing but a lie. And as I mentioned earlier, Gia shows Sydney how to surf. So yeah. it's like Gia very quickly learned that's like it's not a huge lie. Like this is foundational to your entire friendship is based on a lie, is what Gia is doing to Sydney. Yeah. So not even comparable. It's kind of like in the color of friendship where it's like, hey, you know what? Not wanting a racist to be in your house okay. is the same as being racist. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, DCOMs, you're better than that. I, so, I wrote in my notes, I think Sydney is completely in the right. And, and and then she has to explain, obviously, oh, well, I learned to love, you know, I learned to love you, yeah. you know, it just it was, it started off like that, but now it just, you just really but Sydney, be bestie. Sydney runs away, says she hates Gia, and she hates Hawaii. And you can hate Gia, but do not, <laughs> do not put this on the islands. <laughs> the islands. That is too far. You and your dad, you just hate Hawaii. <laughs> so, Sydney... Uh, goes with her parents to the realtors to sign yes. the deal, and they toast it with sparkling juice, which they mention is sparkling juice, because otherwise you might just assume that they're drinking champagne, and they're like, why are they letting this bottles. 13-year-old girl drink the bubbly? Bubbly. And she's about to sign, and this is some real dumb shit. So think about where she is in her mind. I want to sign these papers because I learned that all of my friends here were basically lying to me. So she's signing these papers, and she looks out through the window... And she sees she all sees of her friends. Because they planned it. They're getting into the van. It's like this easily could be another manipulation by but them. They're like, okay, so we know we're going to sign the contract. Let's rent a van because none of us are able to drive. Yeah. So who's driving this? It's Gma. It, yeah, it's, she's in on it. She's <laughs> fucking working. It's the long con. <laughs> she's awful. <laughs> so yeah, she just sees them piling into the van. She oh. knows that all of them, the last interaction she had with Gia, she learned that he she lied to him. Or lied to Sydney. And she also implied that, like, Kona was maybe... We forgot that. She also said that Kona was maybe lying, too. And the last interaction she had with the other people, they just treated her like dicks and blew her off. But this is her... It's oh, so... I do kind of like them. And I got this contract to sign. Eh, should I sign it? And we just saw her do that, like, over and over. She'd bring the pen down 
And then she'd pick it up, and then she'd do it again, and she'd pick it up, and then it cuts away when she goes back down. Well, this is also the point where where the real estate agent, or not real estate, I don't know, one of them said, You gotta get that Ivy League college, you've been, you've been looking at those, been checking those out? Yeah, and they're, they're laying it on thick. So yeah, it's right as, oh, is she gonna write it down? Cut away. She, she, she had seen the model of the of what the, what the resort was gonna look like, and she was very tempted. Well, they even kind of cover up. I think at one point she said, but Gia, you know, they're going to, it's going to be like a wildlife reserve in parts. They're like going to preserve. So it's like, it sounds like they're doing some of the right stuff. If you're going to make a resort, it seems like they're doing an okay job. I don't know if we said this. I don't know if we mentioned earlier that they're going to turn the buildings into like restaurants and Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, so they're going to, they're going to keep some of the history there. Yeah. So they're going to make, you know, try to make everybody So let Sydney get that cheddar guilt free, Gia. But... We cut away from the contract signing to Sydney running up to Gia's house, probably to find Gia, but she only finds Malia. The I, I want to say back with the with the with the the reserving for the whales and stuff. I don't know if this was before then, but they. I don't even remember who she was talking to, but they were telling. Well, her, it sounds like a good thing you brought well, this up right. <laughs> you'll be you'll be able to fill in. You'll know what I'm talking about because she's explaining the whole the whale. Mm-hmm. preservation thing and they're like well imagine this you know how long before the whales leave after you know their whole bay starts filling up with boats and stuff oh, i that i didn't i didn't catch that yeah. i was probably too busy laughing at what the whale looked like probably so. so yeah she finds uh malia and she's trying to be like hey i'm gonna i'm trying to tell you that i didn't she is trying to say i didn't sign it but yeah. we still don't learn that yet but I would have just thought it was funny that she's like, I'm going to tell you how much money I made. I fucking hate you. You're a monster. <laughs> but no, it's a nice little moment. Uh, Malia gives her a, a locket that has a picture of baby Sydney with her mom. And she looked older than two years old. I'll tell you that. She looked like, she you like, know you know a lot about judging the age like of babies. She was like five or six. She looked like a no. kindergartner. No. Yeah, definitely. No. She was a chubby He's kid. He's wrong. There's no way for me to tell you this or show you this, but he's wrong. Maybe we'll bonus bonus content. No, Check yeah, the I'm gonna yeah, I'll upload a picture on Imager and link it in the episode. Okay. I am not doing that. <laughs> Didn't look too though. I'll tell you that. So she gets the locket and then she's like, okay, cool. Now I still need to find Gia, but she finds Kona instead, and Kona isn't like giving her the cold shoulder no. or anything. He's and she even says, you know, oh, I talking to me and he's like well what are we doing right now bitch yeah cool guy cool guy cool lacona so it's like whatever and she's asks where's gia and kona says oh she was she seemed really sad and down and i i don't know where she went and they run to the beach and it seems that potentially gia has gone i don't know if this is where the decom wants us to think but the gia has potentially gone on a purposefully dangerous and suicidal surfing trip and again she is up to this point 15 or 16 decoms in done the coldest meanest shit in any movie and now we're supposed to turn around and feel bad for her damn straight because the islands will change a little bit Needless to say, I'm not very sympathetic to Gia. No. But Sydney goes to the beach. She sees, she doesn't see Gia, but she sees Gia's board on shore. It's bouncing up on some rocks and it's kind of damaged. So it makes Sydney a little worried, but she takes the board heading out to sea. She finds Gia. She rescues her. And this, I guess, is probably in a different movie. This would have been like the culmination. It's like, Hey, remember this movie was kind of about surfing and not about like the greatest backstab in yeah, the history like, like, of the there, world. There's so much in the movie that, like, like I said, you kind of forget at at points that so, all this islands for you know. Yeah, and this, this was Johnny Tsunami. You know, this is Johnny Tsunami. You know, mastering like the the slope as a snowboarder. But it's like, hey, I guess this is her showing her full ability to surf, kind of. Yeah. Uh, but it's largely unimportant at this point. So they get to shore. Sydney apologizes to Gia. Says she doesn't hate her or Hawaii. Well, you can hate me all you want, Sydney. That's fine. But yes, please do not hate the, not the hate island. The island. Uh, Gia also apologizes. And also lets her know that Kona really does like her. Oh, thank yeah. God. I was really worried about that. <laughs> and then Kona comes up. And then Sydney's finally able to tell 
Gia and Kona that she didn't sign the contract no. and that they're going to live on Hawaii Happily and that Ohana after. means family. <laughs> the end. So the final shot, there's like a little thing where we get a wrap up where like the dad's like, ah, eh, I'll figure something out since we don't have any money and we have this huge property that's probably really expensive to upkeep. But it's fine because Sydney's happy. Yeah. But the final shot, Sydney's floating on her board in the water. And she's got a bit of a the final narration here where she says something along the lines of, I don't know if I'm saying hello or goodbye to her or Hawaii, but aloha, mom. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Because you know what? Aloha means hello and goodbye. Oh. you did, did you not know this? I don't know if I knew that. Oh, my God. Aloha. Well, this, this decon, it would have flown over your head, too. But then we get a last little bit where she's hanging out with her friends, surfing, snapping pictures. So yep. the pictures, you know what a picture's kind of like? A, a freeze, freeze frame. frame. So they function similarly, but then we get the last one, which is a freeze frame of Sydney. Yeah. Where she's doing a thumbs up and it's like, yes. And that's what I'm like, because it's a freeze frame. But the freeze frame, very weird. Stutters. Where it's, she's in motion and it freezes. Usually not a problem for decons, but there's a visual very Lager. recognizable stutter where yeah. she like shifts around before it settles into being a freeze <laughs> frame watch it again and they're like ah, i'm so tired of editing this movie yeah for sure <laughs> fuck it that's fine i don't know ship it put it on the air and yeah she says yes and that is the end of rip girls rip r.i.p and you might be wondering if you remembered the binoculars. great mystery the binoculars person where did they go who was it we see them come up two times <laughs> we literally never find out who it was no we talk there was so much going on in the movie they couldn't piece it all together they're like we could easily solve this in two to three minutes they could have had somebody like walking by like in the end with just binoculars around like their just around their neck or something, just kind of like an Easter egg. Like well, this that's is the who thing is. is, like we have to try to figure out. Maybe they did. Maybe there's somebody with binoculars who didn't even notice. It's the deepest lore. It's Malia. It's such a secret. That's who. Gee, that's Mom. the thing is, you got to think about if they were writing this. If they were writing this binoculars person, they had to have intended it to be somebody in the movie, and maybe that scene just got cut or something. Yeah. So it's like, could it have been Malia? Could it have been the realtors? Could it have been Kona? Well, no, it couldn't have like, been Kona because... He was with them. Yeah. And same with, like, the parents. who thought maybe all the parents were spying on her. But no, yeah. they weren't because in the first yeah. part of the movie, it's, they were arriving. The writer probably put it in here. It's like, oh, this could be a fun thing. It's like... Because sinister the, music plays when the person's there. So it's like, ooh, it's a the, cool mystery. The second time we saw that, I, I think I had said then, oh, you know, is this going to be a person that's, like, trying to, like, hurt Sydney so she can't sell or something? You know, something along those lines. But, yeah, we never know. But what we did do is look up to see if somebody else had any idea. Because we try to be careful because in kind of media analysis or critique like this, people love to throw around the term plot hole. And a lot of stuff that gets called a plot hole isn't a plot hole. So I was like, well, maybe we just missed something. But I think this is the first genuine plot hole in a decom or just we've, we've something completely on. forgotten. Like we might've called yeah. some other stuff plot holes or question if they were, but this is literally a dropped plot point. Yeah. So we came across this uh, Tumblr page, which is called the Disney Channel Original Movie Podcast, which now the URL says not decompodcast.tumblr. So I don't really know what's going on because it's a, like a blog post, which has sections called essay topics uh, dissertation. Uh, here, let me read the dissertation for you. Every time I'm in the water, I feel right. Colon. Returning to the ocean in Rip Girls in the 13th year. The Disney Channel's veiled queer love story. Queer love story. So, so I would give, I could give them a little bit where they try to say, and I won't read this, but they try to say in this person's blog post that Rip Girls, the real love story that would be the most believable would be between Gia in Sydney. But obviously 2000 era decom ain't going to push that. Yeah. Whatever they're saying about the 13th year between Cody the jock and the super band nerd, there was no fucking romance there. You're reaching there. I'll yeah. give you a little bit with Rip Girls. But the main event is their essay topic where they have a picture of the binoculars man and it very much looks to be a man. Actually no, it actually looks like it's a woman. I think it might be Malia. I don't know. I <laughs> Based on this picture, picture, she has a bracelet. Let me see that picture. I feel like it could be Malia. 
So Jacob is looking at it, and then I'll I'll read this. Yeah, it does look like a woman. Cause she, I think the locket is so on like a bracelet that she we gives could go her. Back, we could go back and I don't know if we will, but we could go back and look at throughout the movie if there's somebody else. Yeah, with the, so I think our analysis right now, dead. if I had to say, I think it's Malia. She has long nails. Either either here nor why there. Did, yeah, why didn't they ever address? It that? is not. Yeah, it's not ever addressed again by the movie. I think it is a woman. But now this person's essay topic, which is too good to not read on here. Yes. At two points in the film Rip Girls, we see a mysterious person watching the action through binoculars, but we never discover this person's identity or intentions. True. All we have to go on is a music cue indicating that this person is somehow sinister. What do you make of this? Is this film trying to make a statement about surveillance as a means of social control? To call into the question the morality of Sydney's photographing of surfers without their consent? Or perhaps to represent, and therefore implicate, the viewing audience. Whew! So, uh, yeah, write in, write in with your responses to that essay prompt. Awesome. Maybe, maybe that's what we'll have to do. We'll have to check in to see if there's any other posts from this uh, Tumblr page to see if we want uh, in the future for people to write in with their responses to those prompts. Oof-da. But speaking of writing in emails... If you want to write an email, you can send it to a whole new pod at gmail.com. And I have uh, an email, a special sort of email Ooh. this year. This, this year, this week. The year of our it feels, it's, yeah. 2000. Alley Cat Strike took years off my <laughs> life, but I got nine of them. So uh, this uh, email comes from Amazon.com. Where we rent all of the decoms we watch. And they say, hello, we noticed that you recently experienced poor video playback on Amazon Video. <laughs> We're sorry for the inconvenience and have issued a refund for the following rentals. Alley Cat Strike. Let's so go. if you wanted proof when I had said Alley Cat Strike is kind of a clusterfuck. Even Amazon knows it was so bad that they gave me my money back wow. for watching <laughs> that movie. So that's the only email I have this week. As I said, a little... Special kind of out of the ordinary one. Yeah. Uh, as I said before, the email is again a whole new pod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at a whole new pod. Just in time for Jacob to have finally updated the page yeah, for the updated. first time in a month and a half or yeah. maybe a little more. Like one or two movies behind. Yeah. All of our, well, you can scroll through the history of our posts and almost all of them are talking about multiple episodes we did because. Never on top of it. So, with that being said, sure, we throw Jacob a bone with his own uh, Twitter handle. Follow me on Twitter at Jacob underscore Telejohn, J-A-C-O-B underscore T-E-L-L-I-J-O-H-N. For that hot follow back. Follow for follow. Remember that? (laughs) Do you remember? I don't know. Were you old enough? I don't know. The internet... It's always been, you know, an ever-changing thing. Follow for follow? YouTube and things used used to be very different. Uh, but yeah, that's Rip Girls. Uh, I think this was a fun, fun watch. Oh, we just skipped past our our final judgment. <laughs> what we thought about. I definitely movie. felt like we were skipping over something. So I'll go. I brought it up, gave you kind of in the moment takes on what I was feeling. But yeah. uh, I think there was interesting ideas in this, but there was too many interesting ideas, and a lot of them got dropped and weren't really fully fleshed out. So I liked the the character of Sydney, the kind of the shy character living behind the camera and yeah. actually kind of articulating that in a way that was fairly eloquent and meaningful. But we talked about it. Yeah, do maybe the character of Sydney don't involve surfing, involve like Hawaiian culture. Like she's taking yeah. pictures of Hawaiian culture and they're like, hey, like get in here and join us. Have her learn about Hawaiian culture that way. Learn about her mom. Maybe her mom didn't die in a surfing accident. Maybe it was something else. And then, yeah, feel greater about, like, the land and the connection to the island that way. But there's just so much thrown in here. And it just, it kind of bogs down the movie. But there are parts that really shine well, like the character of Sydney, like uh, Kona's okay, I guess. I don't know. I guess Sydney is okay. And the part with Gia revealing that she was only fake being friends for Sydney for a while. That was also a pretty great moment. Overall, uh, this one probably is still in like the middle of the pack where a lot of decoms probably live. But 
better than Alley Cat Strike, better than its Hawaiian counterpart of Johnny Tsunami. I'd take Rip Girls any day over Johnny Tsunami. It could have probably been two movies. No. They they literally were. Johnny Tsunami and Rip Girls were. Rip Girls could have had a could have had a second movie. Rip get Girls it, it, to Ripper. Ripper. Alright, Jacob, your takes. Um, like you had said, there was there's just a there's a lot going on. It could have been slimmed down. We got most of our answers answered in kind of messy ways. Still wanna know the binoculars thing. I think we well, have, I think we kind of solved it on our own, but, but like it's rare for a decom they, they to... They should have spelled it out yeah, for it's, us, I think. It's unheard of for a decom to make you answer questions for yourself. Yeah, I mean... Even I, when you know the answer far before the characters, they still will really hit it home for you. Yeah. It's, a, it's something that could have easily been spelled out, which which maybe we should... I, I'm almost tempted to go back and see if, if, like you said, like if it was from the locket that she gave her. Yeah. That that would be... That'd be really interesting. Um, yes. I'll, I'll write my own... Tumblr decaf. Yeah. Thoughts and I will say one last thing that I appreciated is there was nothing with Kona like at the end. There was no like no. extra like romantic thing. That is true. And that's usually always like shoehorned to be like, that's gotta be the last thing is the romantic the thing, love, even yeah. though there's like a greater meaningful moment with yeah. like a family or friendship. So yeah, it makes it up in that sense. Like when was the last time we we saw him was with the board? Uh, well, when she, t- I mean, he was probably surfing around or something at the end. Yeah. Or yeah, we don't really see him. We telling see when she told him that she didn't sign the contract. Okay. Which, yeah. well, I guess one more we're, thing I could say is to really hit home the symbolism at the end where she was taking the pictures, but then she was able to put down the camera to get into the action yeah. herself. And I'm sitting next to a cupboard, hit, hit and cover. I've hit it like Just four times this episode. He's all bruised. All right. So, no more emails, no more Twitter following. We don't need to repeat those again. No. We gave our judgments because that's what this fucking Good podcast movie. is I, about. I give it a, I give it a seven. Six and a half. Seven, seven. is generally good. That was a good movie. Yeah, that is that is usually sloppy, but but it was it was different. Sometimes it you was, want and sometimes you need it was sloppy. Fun. It was a fun movie. So this is a rare time where I I have a a source of inspiration that I will take the last words. Well, can I say something before yours? Well, you and Dustin is changing the rules all the time. Well, I I, I thought it would have been something we joked about, but I just wanted to say aloha. Because that also means goodbye. Beyblades, (laughs) let them rip! Tell me another way people say mother. What about mommy? Okay. Okay. Oh, mommy. Right. Not, not mommy. The y'all think, really, that y'all can take all these words that's the same and just say them different because you want to? <laughs> Nanny? Nana? <laughs> Nani? Nani? Omae wa mou shindeiru. Stop clapping.